Hello, and welcome to Finding My New Voice. I'm your host Kevin Tuhus. This is a podcast dedicated to cancer survivors and those who are currently battling cancer. This is Season 1, Episode 8. This podcast is a platform for anyone who has had their life impacted by cancer to share their stories. Whether you're a survivor, currently in treatment, or had a loved one diagnosed with cancer, please feel free to visit our website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.findingmynewvoice.com. You can leave comments or submit video or audio clips. You can also leave a message simply by clicking on contact, scrolling down and completing the form. On your cell phone, tap on the hamburger button, then tap on contact and scroll down. Due to the aggressive throat cancer I had, they were forced to remove my voice box, and that is why my part of this podcast is done with a computer-generated voice. The only thing I would like to talk about, before we jump into part 2 of the interview with my Uncle Pete is. I have listened to a few other podcasts, and on couple of them, their voices are just as dry as mine, and maybe even drier. And that's with a live person on the microphone. So I will still continue to search for ways to try and bring a little more animation to this robot voice. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep on doing it, the way I have been. Here is a brief summary of part one from the last episode. My uncle, Peter Tuhus, a retired postal worker from Sparks, Nevada, told us about his friend Joe, who after being diagnosed with cancer, became very knowledgeable regarding the type of cancer, the medications and the treatments. I would love to have him on the show sometime. Pete then told us about his children and grandchildren. We then moved on to life in Madison, Wisconsin. This is where I also grew up, until age 11. I was just starting to make Madison my playground, before relocating to Phoenix, Arizona in 1975. I will elaborate more on that in future episodes. Being born the first grandchild to both sides of the family, all of my aunts and uncles were very indulgent of me. And they still are, demonstrated by the ready and willingness, by my Uncle Pete, to do this interview at a moment's notice. Many of my fondest memories are of the time I spent at the house located at 5141 Pepin Lane. This was the home that Pete was raised in. It was owned by my grandparents, Ken and Shirley Tuhus. I explored this house and the neighborhood with free reign. This is where we begin part two. This is a reminder that our guest scheduled for June 1st and June 15th is Dr. Shafiq Tomei. The house at 5141 Pepin Lane was kind of deceptive when you looked at it from the street. Uh, well, yeah, the, the house was deceptive because it was a split level, so it looked like a ranch house, you know, like one, one and a half stories, I guess, if you looked at it from the side. From the front, it looked like one story. From the side, it looked like two, and from the back, it was actually... Well, it was two stories, but there was a ba- there was a basement, there was a rec, then there was a rec room on top of that, and then you walked up some stairs. That was the living room, and kitchen and dining room, and there were three bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom, and a bathroom also in the rec room. The basement was my favorite part. It was like a youth recreation center. Is that where you learned to shoot pool? 
Yeah, the basement was nice, especially in the summer. It was cool. And uh, we had a pool hall, or pool hall. We had a pool table that actually Nick and my father went and picked up in Hillsboro, I believe. And I was probably five o'clock. I was probably five, maybe even four, I think. And that was one of my earliest memories is uh, we went up there. We had a pickup truck that my dad had borrowed from a friend of his. And uh, I rode in the middle the middle seat. And it was an old, I don't know how old that thing was. Probably at least early 50s, maybe even the 40s sometime. It was, I think, I want to say it was a Dodge. But anyway, it was an old, older pickup truck. And I remember I, I went, I went to sleep the minute we pulled up to the bar in Hillsboro where they picked the, up the, the truck <laughs> or picked up the pool table. Okay, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about your military experience. Well, I was, after high school, I worked moving furniture for th three months and then uh, actually drove uh, Nick down. Nick and I made a trip to uh, Arizona where my grandma was living at the t and that's where she was living and uh, Nick stayed here in Arizona and I went back to Wisconsin I went in the service went to uh, Fort Leonardwood for Leonardwood for basic and then to um, Fort Bliss near in El Paso for um, AIT was a chaparral missile crewman, and it was uh, like a nine-foot-long missile. It's like a, a, the Navy called them Sidewinder missiles. It's the same thing, but they were about that size. And they were on like a pod on a, on a uh, track vehicle. So, And I was in Germany for 19 months. When was that and for how long? Uh, that was 72. I was in Germany from January 73 to uh, August of 74. What was it like going from life in Madison to life overseas? Well, it was it was a chance of a lifetime, I figured, to be over in Germany. So I traveled a lot. I did a lot of... Uh, for one thing, they'd send us, uh, well, twice... I went to Crete, and we fired the missiles out over the uh, Mediterranean. And so we got to travel, went to Greece, went to Spain, uh, Italy, and then all over. I mean, uh, every chance I got, I, I, we'd go someplace. Was, I like to, the reason I live in Nevada is because it's close to the mountains, and I love the mountains. I went down to Garmisch, Salzburg, Australia, um, with some Copenhagen, Amsterdam. You know, anytime I get a chance to go someplace, I went. Any fond memories of your time there? Yeah, it was fun. You know, wasn't getting shot at, so that's always a plus. The military lifestyle is not for everybody. Any not-so-fond memories? No, uh, 
I can't think, you know, it's, the Army wasn't anything I hated or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, just something I, I was going to do, and so I was expecting it, and, you know, I had no problems. Now on to family history, both medical and personal. To the best of my knowledge, my mom's dad and my mom had cancer. But on the two whose side there is dementia. Correct. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's craziness on the two who side. Yeah. <laughs> we all lose our minds. The two who lose their minds. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, uh, but there, I don't, I think we had an, we had an uncle, Uncle Sid, who had uh, prostate cancer, I believe. But, uh, other than that, they all died of, uh, well, they, I think my, both of my parents had, uh, my mom had dementia, my dad had Alzheimer's, and I don't know too much what the difference is, but, oh, and, and yeah, and Kenny had uh, uh, Alzheimer's also. Kenny is my oldest brother, our oldest, the oldest son. He had, he had it at an early age. He had, well, not early, early, but 72, I think, is when he had Alzheimer's, was diagnosed, and he passed away at 74, I think he was. At this point, you are the family historian, at least among our group. You're very proud of our Norwegian background, aren't you? Yes, very proud of our Norwegian background. Um, I did do uh, a, uh, it wasn't Ancestry, it was FamilyTree.com, <clears throat> and it's we're basically Norwegian, uh, up across the top, Germany, Danish, because uh, both my dad's parents came from Norway at the turn of the century, and my grandfather on my mother's side, my yeah, my grandfather, my mom's father came from Denmark. And at, during the same period of time, I think anywhere from possibly 1898 to 1903, something like that. But they're, they all, uh, um, but they're all from the base, you know, same, they're all Scandinavian. They were Scandinavian. There's also uh, British or British Isles in there, but... Uh, Mainly Northern and Finnish, basically Northern uh, Europe. At this time, we would like to remind you to get regular checkups and cancer screenings whenever possible. We will now take a minute for a brief musical intermission with a song called Serenade for Sleepy Lovers.
we now return you to finding my new voice. That was nice. I'm a real sucker for big band music. Mostly because of my love for movies from that era. I think my grandparents would have really enjoyed the music from this episode. And just by coincidence, while listening to it during the final edit, I remembered, my grandfather played the clarinet. And now, here is the conclusion of my interview with Peter Tuhus. We'll do sort of a Reader's Digest version. Your grandfathers came here when? Uh, grandfather and grandmother came from Norway. I think Nick and I were looking at last time I was here, I think we came up with like 1890, between 1889, I think, and 1890, they came over here. Maybe, maybe it was a little after that. And then my, I think my other grandfather came over and like I mentioned just a minute ago, 98 to maybe I don't know, I'll say around 98. I think he was here before the turn of the century, maybe a little after that. Your father was one of how many children? I think there were seven of them all together. I'd have to sit here and try and count them out on my fingers. But they, they had uh, three, of, three of them died in childbirth, all of them in Norway. Or I think one died over here. But they uh, they lived anywhere from maybe two years to six, and they passed away. Uh, I don't know what they died of or anything, but I know that they that uh, I, I believe they had seven remaining children who grew into adulthood who all lived into their all into their seventies. At least, I think Dad. I think Dad was the only one that lived into his eighties. Let's conclude at this time with what life in Sparks, Nevada, has been like and how it's treating you now. Oh, life's been good for me in Sparks. I enjoy it. Um, I love being close to the mountains. Uh, I've been pretty active since since retirement. Um, I like where I live. I'm actually outside of, outside of uh, Sparks, Nevada, a little east, a couple miles outside of town. And uh, but uh, yeah, retire retirement's pretty nice. Enjoy it. This is your opportunity to go on public record as a lifelong hardcore Green Bay Packer fan, just like your father and brothers. Green Bay <laughs> yes, I am a Green Bay Packer fan uh, from cradle to grave. It's uh, I guess you could basically say it's my religion. But <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to purchase some equipment to do interviews over the phone and then learn how to use it. In the future, I will probably be testing it on you. If that's all right with you. That's okay. Yep. Gladly. Anything you need. Thank you again for being here. And we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. It was great being here. And it was... <laughs> it was hell. Glad it's over. Anything in between. <laughs> and everything in between. <laughs>
Yeah, just pick one. You want to pick? Oh, I got to pick. Oh, it's A, B, or C, huh? Okay. It, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great being here. And I really appreciate it, Kevin. And, uh, you know, the best of luck to you. I'm glad that you're doing this. I think it's a very good, very good thing. I'm really proud of you. You're doing a great job on it. Did you have fun? Yes, it was. It was fun. <laughs> a little nervous at first, but, you know, then it was good. Well, with praise and support like that, I can't go wrong. I usually end with a little sports talk, our website information, and some words of inspiration. But I feel the example Pete set by, sitting down, doing something new and completely different, is a big part of what this show is all about. So that's all for now. Thank you for connecting with me, and remember to tune in, June 1st and June 15th, for our scheduled guest, Dr. Shafiq Tomei. Until next time. Take care, and much love.